G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Ron Ross is our Middle East reporter joining me on the phone. How are you going, Ron? I'm wonderful. Always good to hear. Well, Ron, let's start with a story that's making headlines globally, the story of the abducted teenage girls out of Nigeria. Certainly Israel has now decided to get involved. They want to send anti-terror experts to the country. Yes, and we uh, had a conversation between the Nigerian president and Benjamin Netanyahu on Sunday uh, where Netanyahu expressed deep shock at the crime against the girls and uh, he made the statement, we're ready to help in finding the girls and fighting the cruel terrorism inflicted on you. Uh, Interestingly enough, this is not the first time that Israel has supported the Nigerians uh, against this group, Boko Haram, uh, who kidnapped the girls and are now making bold announcements about converting them. Of course, the situation is uh, a crisis, uh, but we must take particular note of the fact that the majority of the girls are Christian. Uh, They live in a community called Shabuk, where Christians and Muslims are living together peacefully. And uh, it's a sad situation that these girls are in, and uh, every effort should be made to recover them. But they also should draw attention to the uh, terrible trafficking of women that takes place all over the world. And uh, I was shocked this week to learn that uh, something like 150,000 girls are trafficked uh, in the United States alone every year. Uh, So it's a... a a situation where we should rise up and demand action. That's right, and it seems to be going from bad to worse with the recent video that's been uh, released of some of those young girls who clearly look absolutely terrified with what's going on. Uh, Michelle Obama has chimed into the debate saying that, you know, this is effectively because these girls were seeking an education and, of course, the whole Boko Haram Western education is sinful uh, ploy comes into play here. It's a horrible situation for their families as well. Well, it's a controlling thing taken by the men. Uh, they don't want educated women because they'll realise what pelicans they've got uh, masquerading as masculine. Speaking of pelicans, Hamas, they don't have to recognise Israel to be part of the Palestinian Authority coalition. That's according to their leader, Mahmoud Abbas. Yeah, this is a, uh, another absurd situation in the Middle East. Uh, Mahmoud Abbas has been posing as a peacemaker ever since he came into office after Yasser Arafat. Uh, They've been at war, uh, Fatah, one group, and Hamas, the other, uh, with one another for control and authoritarian uh, benefits. Now, because of desperation, uh, Hamas and Fatah have reconciled, uh, but Hamas have uh, refused uh, to walk away from their charter Uh, which says they exist for the annihilation of Israel. They're an arm of the Muslim Brotherhood. And uh, they've gone into reconciliation with Fatah. And uh, Mahmoud Abbas has come out and declared that uh, Hamas do not have to uh, 
changed their attitude towards Israel to be part of the coalition. So there is a huge cry in the United States at the moment uh, by the Congress to stop the huge amount of financial support that goes to the Palestinian Authority uh, from the U.S. Uh, Hamas uh, is adamant it will have control eventually of the Palestinian Authority and their policies will then be implemented. Uh, so it's making a bit of a joke of any continuation of the peace talks. Yeah, that's right. And in another concerning angle, out of the UK this time, this rise and rise of Islam, we seem to, in the West, say, well, it's not affecting us as much here. And yet when you look at what's happening in the UK, you've got an Islamist leader there telling his followers to humiliate Christians until they convert. Yeah, this fellow is Abu Walid. He's an Islamist affiliated with the Salafi stream, and uh, he's come out and declared that Christians and Jews are people of the book, uh, and they, they are to be treated as second-class citizens, or as they call in their culture, dimmies. And they're to be threatened and abused and confronted to confer, uh, convert to Islam. And any, uh, any form of brutality or any form of offence is appropriate uh, because the ultimate goal is to see the establishment of an Islamic state. So these are things that uh, Christians uh, should have in mind and be wise about. Uh, I hear so many saying, oh, it's mild and it's moderate. Uh, but it only has one goal, and that's eventually to take control and get that brutality uh, to rule and reign over other people. Let's uh, take a look back in Israel at the moment, Ron. The government there has taken some pretty big steps to encourage Israeli Arabs with some business counselling and assistance. Now, this is quite amazing. Uh, Israel is known worldwide for its Startup Nation program, and uh, they've now proposed, the Israeli government has proposed that they will provide Israeli Arab entrepreneurs with 200 hours of free business consulting, plus research and development grants of up to 85% of funding to produce their ideas in the laboratories of science. In an interview with the Al Jamina, Israeli chief scientist Avi Hassan, a former US-based portfolio manager, said that new initiatives a part of a wide-ranging program to engage the Arab population in innovation. Uh, and uh, they want to give the Arab entrepreneurs every chance to be successful in the Israeli democratic society. Ron, looking at Egypt, we know that the elections there are, uh, are pending, but of course there's a, a big song uh, festival coming up in Morocco from which an Egyptian singer will take part. Disturbingly, his first song is a song called I Hate Israel. Can How, you believe it? It's, it's shocking because I think if things like this were done about Muhammad or Islam, there would be absolute outrage, there would be all-out war, and you know people would be killed as a result. And yet when something like this pops up against the Christians or the Jews, very little, it seems, is done. And it's also interesting that this song, I Hate Israel... Uh, ended his contract when he was working for McDonald's in 2008. Uh, but what I find interesting is that this Moroccan uh, music festival is one of the biggest in the world with millions watching it on television. And uh, it, alongside of him will be stars like Alicia Keys, 
Justin Timberlake, Ricky Martin, uh, and Cool and the Gang. Uh, and while Ricky Martin's in Australia, I think it would be a good time to suggest to him uh, that Morocco would not be a very appropriate place to be. Uh, I hate Israel. Apparently, uh, was this guy is one of the top uh, pop artists in Egypt, which is just another indication I would never consider Egypt as a, uh, a tourist site. Um, he, uh, he's, uh, the Arab, uh, Arabic entertainment news site FIFAN cited him as saying that he'll be wearing a costume with the colours of the Egyptian flag and will also sing his ode to the former Egyptian defence minister and now presidential candidate Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, mm. the song called We Love Sisi. So he hates Israel, but he loves Sisi. Yet another disturbing story coming out of the Middle East. Ron, always good to talk to you. Thanks again for your time. Thanks, Rosie. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.